So what's your favorite movie? Cinema Paradiso. Why is it your favorite? It always makes me cry. Oh, yes. It's so beautiful. But what is your least favorite movie then? Do you remember? Do you have one? I would have to say Dancer in the Dark by Lars von Trier. <laughs> and why is that? Because it makes me cry too much. <laughs> there's a good cry and there's a bad cry. Yeah. podcast about being a woman today. The good, the bad, the ugly, and the mad. This is Best Friends Talking. After seeing it, I had to take a break. I have to go into the... Because I was seeing it in the university... When I was studying film and I actually had to, I couldn't stop crying. So I had to go into the toilet and just cry out after the film. <laughs> That's bad. Yeah. But it's good to cry out though. Is this the best feeling afterwards? Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> I think that film was like emotional rape. Oh my God. That's, that's hardcore. Yeah. Ooh. I've been doing some soul searching lately. <laughs> Let's just put it like that. I've been crying a lot. You know, when you're about to cry and if you're kind of trying to stop yourself from crying, that's the worst, you know, then it's like the intensity builds up and it's just horrible. But then if, if you really let it out, like you said, you go in the bathroom and just cry it all out. It just feels such a release afterwards. This week, um, I took my boy to the doctor because he's been feeling a bit tired in the afternoon so we just wanted to check if he's got all his um iron levels etc or if he has some allergies or what it is so he had to take a blood test and I so I went into the doctor with him and he sat on my lap and there were they came two people in because they were like yeah so you know when children have this blood test yeah they're gonna spraddle because yeah. so we so if you just hold him on your lap and then I will hold his hand and then we make this work because once we put the needle in he's gonna yeah. start moving he's gonna start squirming yeah and then yeah but I know him and I know like when we're at the doctor's he has this enormous respect for the doctor I think he's very scared of the doctor he's always very good in there he's like sitting still just staring at the doctor, completely serious. And what happened when they put the needle in is that he was completely still mm -hmm. and just the tears running down his face. Oh. <laughs> and I was oh. that was so horrible for me to watch because he was like, obviously he was pulling himself so strongly together to keep it together. And, and he, he, but it was painful, of course. And I, so I started crying as well. Yeah. But I don't think he could see it, but that... I, I'm I don't not sure how I feel about this because I don't know if it's okay to let your children see that you cry. I kind of think that you, you should try to keep it together in front of the kids. Yeah. But then sometimes you're unable to. Yeah, I know. And it's just like you feel your children so on such a subtle level, you know, and I, I feel you. I can remember when we had to give the children all kinds of vaccines because we were traveling the world. And I thought that was so cruel of us, you know, because they had to take like a whole bunch before they, you know, were, you know, needed to in a way. And, um, or what's scheduled and um and you kind of have to hold them on your lap and then you have to hold them in this grip you know over their arms to just make them sit 
like and keep their arms still and it just feels so violating in a way you know but yeah my boys also did really great but I'm like I I now you know in everyday life I always encourage my boys to cry you know I think that's a good quality that someone or maybe I heard somewhere sometime it's kind of stupid but it's like you know tears are also body fluid so it needs to come out I really appreciate it put like that. And I, 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 you know, I share that with my boys. Like, I think it's a good thing that they let it out, you know, in the, in the name of emotional regulation, <laughs> that's my kind of aim, you know, to teach them that it's fine and it's good. It's good to cry. So I made a list of my favorite films because in these Corona times, we need the TV. <laughs> yeah. I'm such a movie lover, as you know, so it's hard yeah. to limit the list, but I, I try to limit it down to eight films. Uh, so I'll start with my my first favorite movie when I was small, which is Cinema Paradiso, which I already mentioned. <laughs> And why I love this so much is because when you have the music, the music is incredible. Yeah. It's by Ennio Morricone. He's a genius. Mm. And the music is just beautiful. It's, it's worth to see the movie just because of the music in itself. And then you have also the beautiful pictures and the, the scenery. And then you have, of course, the romance. It's very romantic. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and it always makes me cry, and in a good way. Yeah. And the second is another film that made me cry. When I first saw this film in the movies, I went with my dad because I was quite young and I started crying in, you know, the sequence when they start the movie, the movie hasn't started yet, but you know, this, this, the text and the people in the movie are like lined up on the screen and the music starts. Mm. That's when I started crying. Oh, wow. What is this movie? Because it's a movie where you already know what's going to happen in the end. That's why I started crying because they showed real pictures mm -hmm. in the start from the real event that this movie is uh, about. And it's Titanic. Ooh. Because <laughs> they showed the pictures, you know, when the people are leaving with the boat, they're so happy. They're waving. Yeah. It's such an adventure. Mm -hmm. And you know, those people are going to die. Mm. It's so sad. Yeah. But then again, it's like, it's the story. That's why I like, I love movies that are, about true stories because I think it's interesting you kind of learn something and then you know it's true so it makes it more I don't know more um, real in a way and then yeah. it's such a tragedy and, and it's such a such a big story yeah. it's just an interesting story so it and also it's it's so greatly made I think and uh, you know the romance again it's just forbidden love and it's true I, I agree with you you know when you have those like historical dramas that are based on real stories real people it really is touching and it's more relatable in that sense for sure and there is leo yes there is leo oh my god in that time he was you know he was on the roll on that time i had a big poster of him you on my wall all those all those guys i remember your room was like plastered with yeah. all those posters Yeah, and uh, that brings me on to my third favorite, mm. which is also with Leo. It's The Departed. Mm. Have you seen that? I have, but I can't remember the story. It's very exciting. It's very thrilling. And what I like about this is that you can see it over and over. And even if it's like a... Oh, it's that beer movie. No. It's not about beer. 
No, I mean the bear. Oh, no, you're talking about the Revenant oh, where yeah, he fights the, the bear. Yeah, no, that's true. Mm. That wasn't my favorite. I mean, I, I think, of course, it's good, but I that's not a movie I will see again. No. Because I feel like if you've seen it, you've seen it, and you don't. It's kind of painful to watch it, so I don't want to no, put myself yeah, through that again. Yeah. But the, this one is different. It's like a kind of a thriller, and he's a rat, or he's a undercover agent, actually. Oh, yeah. I guess. And um, so the whole thing is about him trying to cover up that he's actually working for both sides, and it's so exciting and and kind of painful also for him but it's it's exciting and it's still exciting every time even if i know what's going to happen i still think it's exciting so and it's so many good actors you have jack nicholson you have matt damon mm. mark Wahlberg. it's really it's funny too actually. <laughs> yeah that's a good good lineup yeah i remember that movie now when you tell about it and uh yeah jack nicholson i was just gonna say before that leo is like he's kind of you know he's becoming the new Jack Nicholson, I think. That's my feel about him. Yeah, he is becoming... Uh, I mean, he has so many big big uh, performances behind yeah. him. Another favorite with him, I think, is Shutter Island, which is also good, but that's they didn't make it on the list, so... Oh. Let's, Let's stick to the list. Stick to the list. The next one is probably surprising that it made it on the list, but I just like the plot so much. I think we talked about it before. It's Sliding Doors. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. It's, I just think I love the idea of this behind this movie that your life can take two different directions. Yeah. It's so interesting and intriguing and it makes you think about your own life. Yeah. Which I think is a good thing in a movie that you, when you have seen that movie, you just think the smallest little thing can change your life in this and this direction. Mm. It's Gwyneth Paltrow. I, I like Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, I like her too. She's cute. She doesn't play in she, so many movies nowadays. She's just gooping around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I liked her better when she was in the movies. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, she's got her empire. Yeah. Yeah. The next one is the classic. is Shawshank Redemption. Oh, yeah. That's a, that should be on the very top of the list. I love that movie. It's a winner. It's like, it makes you feel like anything is possible. Yeah. And it's very poetic, for sure. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Actually, I wanted just to slide something in here. I said um, both that movie and Cinema Paradiso, it's like movies that your dad, he would always recommend us to go to movies and see things or take us to see things. I thought that was so cool, you know, even though we were a little bit too young maybe, but he had such a good uh, eye for good movies. I don't know if he did reviews in his work, but it was always really, yeah, it's a cool feature of your dad. Yeah, I know. He, he was more about the quality than the age appropriateness, I think. Because yeah. I remember I watched Twin Peaks when I was little, and I think it was way too young. But and he just thought it was really good quality, so he let me watch it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he worked in the radio as a culture journalist. So I think he that's probably was part of his job, too. Yeah. yeah. And the next one is an oldie but goodie, Rare Window. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. About this couple, this man, he has hurt himself. He's hurt his foot, so he's sitting in the window. And then his girlfriend comes in. It's Grace Kelly. 
she's really beautiful and she comes in in these great outfits it's really funny because she he's just visiting him Mm -hmm. and serving him food and she looks like she's going to a ball every day like in a new outfit and he's just sitting there in his pajamas because he's hurt his foot and he's just really relaxed and kind of has this careless look on his face all the time but then he's sitting by the window and he's looking at this uh, backyard with all the windows on the other side, you know, this backyard where you can see across to the neighbors yeah, and you can see into the windows of all the different homes. Mm. And this is a story that I love because this is like my dream. Like I always think when I'm walking outside late at night, if I can, when I see in the windows, what's happening in there, it could be mm. anything. The it's very exciting. Yeah. It must be a romantic movie also, I guess. It's from the fifties or something. Yeah, they are a couple, but that's not the plot. Like the plot is that he sees some mysterious things Mm. and then he starts suspecting what's up here. And then he's like, so it kind of reveals, Mm. is it a murder? What is it? What happened here? So uh, yeah, it's exciting. Okay. I'm going to check the rare window. Yeah, it's rare window. Mm. And then I have uh, the ultimate feel-good movie. If you just want to feel good and smile and also Jude Law. Oh, yeah. It's holiday. Yes. The holiday. <laughs> He's hot in that movie. Oh, mm. oh, my God. Yeah, that one is so, so nice. You can always see it. I've seen it probably, I don't know how many times, many times. Mr. Napkin Head. That's what I remember. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, Cameron Diaz looks really great in that movie. She's really does, but I'm, I'm like her performance in that movie is sometimes I just feel I get all this like moments of awkwardness. I'm just like, no, no. I know. I, I know what you mean, but yeah. it's, it's part of what makes it cute, I think. Mm. And also this breaks me, brings me. And also now that I live in England, I like it even more because it's so yeah. English. The last movie is a movie that I would say is one of the ultimate girl power movies, even though it's made by a man, but <laughs> he's a genius too. So it's Kill Bill. Oh, yeah. And it's not actually one movie. There are many movies. Three, Thank I guess. You. But all of them goes like under one umbrella. Mm. And they're just so good when she just goes through all those challenges and just kicks ass. Yeah. I remember that time when we were watching all the Tarantino movies and Yuma Thurman was his ultimate muse. So, but those movies are raw, like morbid, but at the same time, touches some very human topics. I love those movies. Yeah, I remember one scene, especially when she's buried in that coffin, because that's like my ultimate nightmare is to be buried in a coffin alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she uses her force to shoot out of the coffin and then she's just marched through the desert covered in sand and that's just like my favorite part yeah that's awesome we can do that too maria i know we can yeah you have to be very strong in yeah, your but we fist. are so strong and and then i've added uh, a few films that I, I i think you will remember from our childhood which i this is extra material these are not my one of my favorite movies but i just always think of them sometimes i i I think of these movies, they are so strange, mm-hmm. so bizarre. Mm-hmm. The one, one of them is from 85. It's, do you remember this? It's called The Stuff. <laughs> no, I don't think I've seen it. <laughs> yes, you have seen it because I remember we saw it together. And this is the strangest thing. You know, it, it's about this stuff. The stuff is like this white stuff that is like mm-hmm. melted marshmallows. Yeah. And it comes out of all the sink. Oh, it's yeah. like a horror movie. Yeah. 
Oh my God. It's, it comes out of the sink and it kind of strangles people. It's horrible. Yeah, I do remember this vaguely. The stuff, yeah. Oh, oh my Just God. Check it out. <laughs> what about and the, the other Lars von Trier movie about, uh, what is it called? Dogville? No, that's like, this is British act- actress and this Swedish dude, and they're on this island and there is like this. this oh, that's really good. That's yeah. Breaking the Waves. Yeah, Breaking the Waves, yeah. Well, that's a great movie. I, I actually love Lars von Trier. It's just a dancer in the dark. I think he went too far <laughs> to the dark side. <laughs> yeah. It's called Dancer in the Dark, but mm. man, give it a rest. Mm. <laughs> Some things you just need to leave in the dark. Yeah, Yeah, I, th- I think you can say that it's a bad movie because it's obviously well-made and she she won a prize for, or yeah. she got Beaut- many awards for her yeah, yeah, but still, I just don't like it because I think just making a sad movie and a tragic movie just for the sake of it is not really a point. I don't. And the other film that I I want to mention as extra material is, I know you remember this, The Fly. Oh yes, I do. <laughs> oh, that's Jeff Goldblum. That was the first yes. time I saw him. I was like major crush on Jeff Goldblum. I actually Thank saw you. him once. <gasps> Here. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. Is he handsome still? Tell me. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> he looks the same. Of course he does. <laughs> yeah, he looks the same. He actually mentioned, he was like, uh, he uh, noticed my nephew was doing some kind of uh, funny tricks. We were at this really nice restaurant. It was Easter, and uh, he was like clapping to him. Whoa. You had an interaction with Jeff Goldblum? Oh. Well, my nephew. Oh, my heart is melting. <laughs> He's very cool. He is. He has this laid-back kind of rock, kind of smart-ass, nerdy look. I don't know. He's just cool. Another film that I didn't make the list, but maybe it should have. I think you remember this very well. Mulholland Drive. Oh, Yeah. I do. It's just this really weird, strange mood in that film that just is very hard to capture. Hmm. It's very well made in that yeah. sense. Yeah, it is. I should watch it again, though. This is like, when was that made? Like around 2000? Early? Or mm, yeah, maybe earlier. Hmm. I'm not sure. Yeah. What a good list. Yeah. Yeah. So we can just buckle up and start watching all these movies. We know we're going to be in for a ride. Yeah, I mean, the lockdown here is easing up soon, but still, I mean, it's not going to be fully open, everything. So we always need good movies. Yeah. Now, the lockdown, there's no lockdown here, actually. So. Um, we're still socializing. It's just, it's still limited, but um, we can still go out and uh, go to restaurants. So that's, that's nice. Something. Yeah, that's nice. another thing. And I can I can tips if we have Norwegian. I know we have a lot of Norwegian listeners actually. <laughs> Some of my friends have have asked me if we shouldn't just do the podcast in Norwegian, but I like it in English. Yeah, I like it. And actually. Mostly because I'm another person in English, and I just—I <laughs> think I like me more <clears throat> in English. At least when we talk like this, we tried potting once in in Norwegian. It didn't work so well. I think I don't know what happened. 
No, it gets too personal, I think. Yeah. We don't like but, that. Uh, no. No. no we don't. I think it's cool. cool. And we also have a lot of listeners around the world, so we, we can't just change it now. No. Uh, but but I can mention this podcast that I've been listening to. That's it's not new, but it's um, but it's in Norwegian. But this story can be checked out also, uh, like anywhere. It's called the Orderu Saga. Oh yeah, you remember that? It's the crime story from the Norwegian. Uh, yes, the happy. background story. Mm-hmm. I can tell you a little murder bit. Murder case. It's the uh, yeah, it's a murder case. Yeah, mm-hmm. it started back in ninety eight, nineteen ninety eight, in Oslo, mm-hmm. when uh, Anne Orderu Post, which is the daughter in this family, she's a grown up woman, and she finds a bomb under her car. That's the first thing that happens. And later that same year, an attempt was made to make a big explosion in her hallway where she lives in in Oslo, in Frogner. It's like a nice area in Oslo. And her husband finds this. He's a high-level Ministry of Foreign Affairs official. Mm -hmm. He's called Pierre as well. And then they didn't find anyone who did this. They didn't charge anyone or arrest anyone for this. And then this, this couple goes away to New York where they live for a short time. And he is like a temporary consul general there, I think. Mm-hmm. And then he got cancer and he dies. Mm-hmm. And then two weeks later, maybe uh, around May 15 in 99, mm-hmm. an anonymous caller calls into ni- 1881, which is like the Norwegian this old phone number where back in the days where you could call in and ask anything. Yeah. And this was uh, before uh, <laughs> Google, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, and one man, anonymous caller called in and said that in, in one week there will be a murder. These and these people will get murdered. And then one week later, exactly what he had said happened. Oh my God. Yes. And this caller was never found. And what happened was that an old couple, Maria Oriduru and Christian Oriduru, mm. were killed in their home. And he was 81 and she was 84. So they were very old. And then the daughter, the daughter with the husband who found the bomb under her car, mm. she was also visiting them. She was 47 at the time. And she was also murdered. All these three people were murdered. And that's exactly what the guy on the phone said would happen. And that happened. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's crazy. This and is very uh, intriguing. Maybe I should listen to this. It's a very good podcast. And uh, there's also a TV show on NRK, mm. which is also very good. And uh, then what happened is we still don't know exactly who did this. Mm. They never solved it completely, but four people got convicted for it. And they all got convicted for complicity yeah. of uh, premeditated murder. So they all kind of... They all were were uh, were uh, convicted, mm-hmm. and two of them, Pierre Oerdru and Veronica Oerdru, they lived at the farm, the same farm. Because this whole thing, supposedly, the motive behind this murder, they are guessing, is the farm. They were all living at a farm, a big farm, mm-hmm. and the son in the family, he had always been living there his whole life. He was like this very shy, silent you know, farmer kind of guy. Mm. And then a young uh, vet student came to the farm. She was just 21 mm. and they got together. She lived there because she was going to work like 
part of her training mm. to become a vet. And then they become a couple. And then the father in the family, the old man, he didn't like her. Mm. So he didn't treat her very well. And he didn't treat his son very well either. He was always yelling at him, you know, telling him how to run the farm. Mm. Didn't have a lot of respect for his son, it seems like. And then they always kind of talked so well about the daughter because she made it out in the world. She married this guy, you know, high level guy. Mm. And I think maybe he felt a little overlooked, you know, mm. taken for granted. So that's the, that's the theory anyway. And then uh, there are two other people involved, Kristin Shirkemu and Lars Grønere. Mm. And Lars Grønere is now deceased, actually. But they were always also convicted, mm. although they didn't get as many years, but they got like 16 and 18 years. And, and uh, Per and Veronica got 21 years, which is maximum sentence in Norway. Mm. So, but they're still trying to get this case. They're still saying that they're innocent. Yeah. And they're trying to get the case reopened. Oh my God. So we still don't know. Wow. Intriguing Mm -hmm. affairs, sibling rivalry and heritage and murder. Yeah. And Pierre actually tried to forge some documents earlier on where he tried to forge uh, a signature from his dad about, you know, some money, taking over the farm. So there are some fishy stuff there. Mm. And they found Veronica's diary, and she wrote in her diary she wished her in-laws were dead. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's kind of that. (laughs) Okay. Wow. I wish them good luck with reopening the case. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Mm. And Christine, which is Veronica's sister, she was like a crazy, crazy girl. Um so she might have been um, helping. Hmm. I think oh. she was the one who brought a gun to the farm, and there, there was a shooting hmm. before. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of things. So the bottom line here is that this is a podcast you recommend highly for people in lockdown. Yeah, yeah. In Norway, yeah. In Norway, if you speak Norwegian, yeah, mm. definitely. Cool. Well. I think, uh, well, my uh, list of things to do when bored has definitely filled up. So thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. I forgot to mention RoboCop. <laughs> How can you forget to mention RoboCop? How could I? I mean, seriously, it was such a you know transforming movie for me to watch mm-hmm. RoboCop. And uh, it just really instigated all these thoughts about the future. Oh my god, it's cool though. It was so many cool movies in the eighties, early nineties. Yeah, yeah. Mm. What's your favorite movie? My favorite movie. God, I'm not prepared for this. Ooh, someone You're getting a visitor. The door. I guess that's my cue. Okay, I will think about it till next episode. Saved by the bell. Saved by the bell. Okay. Okay. I'll be back. Okay. Toodles. Okay. Toodles.